How's it going? I'm Coco. And this is Mike. <laughs> and this is Rock and Vino, the podcast where we talk about wine and music and food and how they all go so well together. New episodes <laughs> on the web every Tuesday. You can find them wherever fine podcasts are offered. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Google Play Store, TuneIn, Stitcher, all those places. Uh, the iHeartRadio app. That's our newest newest addition to the family. So. Uh, anywhere you find your podcast, you can probably find us uh, on social media at Rock and Vino uh, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All of those places as well. You, uh, be sure to like those, subscribe to the podcast, rate the podcast, listen to the podcast. That's a lot of instructions. Do all the things. Do all the things. the The aftershock fever I see has has lingered another week. Still, still here. <laughs> sure is. <laughs> she, she's sticking here. So in uh, in recent weeks, we do a, a lot of, of Sonoma County based things in Napa County. Uh, we are taking a trip to Lodi County, or no, not Lodi County, but to Lodi, California. <laughs> I, I should say to to feature. Uh, feature a great winery this week. We're talking about Oak Farm Vineyards in Lodi, and uh, Dan Panella is co-owner and winemaker uh, out at Oak Farm, and he is with us today. Dan, thanks so much for taking the time. Hey, thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Uh, so, like I said, a lot of what we do is uh, Sonoma and Napa-based. Uh, so, for people that aren't familiar with Lodi as a wine region or haven't been out there and tried the wines, uh, what uh, what's Lodi all about? Yeah, I mean, first uh, thing I would say is location-wise, we're about 90 minutes uh, to the east of San Francisco, and we're about 30 miles south of Sacramento, California. So, kind of right at the base of the Sierra foothills. And uh, the wine region itself dates back to the 1800s, and uh, we've we've got um, a, a, a... a large Appalachian, uh, you're looking at about 110 plus thousand acres uh, planted. So that's that's pretty much wow. almost Napa and Sonoma combined. Wow. Um, and, uh, but having said that, um, uh, with that large region, you've also got a lot of different uh, options in terms of uh, varietal choices. Um, it's a little, uh, things that are off the beaten path. There's over a hundred uh, different grown commercial varieties. So you can, you can find, you know, I think that one of the things that they uh, have said l- lately is that you, you go from Albarino all the way to Zinfandel, so kind of an A to Z approach. Um, and Lodi is always kind of experimenting and trying to figure out what works best uh, for this region. And, and, and we're a Mediterranean climate. So in general terms, you will see a lot of Italian varietals, uh, Spanish, maybe some um, Rhone varietals, south of France, things like that. I mean, we certainly have your classic Bordeaux varietals and Burgundy varietals as well, but it's a kind of, you know, a, a full spectrum. And we are in, uh, I, I believe, still in the midst of harvest. So for uh, yeah. for, for you as a winemaker, uh, does it vary by region? Is harvest is the harvest you experience in Lodi different than what we might experience here in Sonoma County? What's the harvest experience like been like so for you so far? Sure, hundred uh, percent. Um, yeah, it, it is definitely different um, in the sense that because Lodi is um, it doesn't have maybe the uh, some of the 
some of the fog influence that you get maybe in Sonoma County and, and certainly, uh, I mean, you know, northern uh, uh, Sonoma County and, and all that kind of stuff. We have the same average temperature as, say, Healdsburg um, as well as St. Helena and Napa, but the difference being for us is because we don't have that morning fog that, that's uh, associated um, over in that region, we, um, we have a tendency to get uh, uh, ripe a little bit earlier. And so as a result, we're uh, all, all, most of us are on the tail end of our harvest now. And uh, whereas the, some of the other uh, California Appalachians might still be gone for another few weeks, we're, we're right. We're ending. We usually uh, start first and end first as oh. a result. Okay. Oh, wow. So let's talk about the winery itself and, and you as winemaker, uh, your, your family tradition goes back a long way. Third generation farmer. Uh, yeah. Is that how you got your roots in agriculture? Was that what brought you to winemaking? How did that process yeah. go? Yeah, I mean, honestly, so uh, because my family's been in the region for about 100 years, uh, we were farming lots of different things. Um, most recently, and for the bulk of it, was um, some more uh, orchards, like uh, peaches and cherries and walnuts and things like that. And uh, not not too terribly long ago, we started farming grapes as well. And that was kind of more um, a project that I was more uh, directly involved with. And I found out pretty fast that I didn't want to continue to sell grapes to bigger wineries and have them dictate how we wanted it to be grown, whether or not it was worth anything to them this year versus last year and all that kind of stuff. Um, that coupled with the fact that the property, because it's really pretty, we thought it was a good place too to be able to have people come out and share the experience. And because we're zoned agriculture, the, the San Joaquin County, that the county that we're in, wouldn't allow us to have people come out here unless it was a winery with a tasting room because that way we're promoting agriculture so it, it actually qualifies to be something that can be zoned agriculture but yet still have a place for people to come out mm -hmm. and so it's kind of the extra push we needed to be able to do something that was um, kind of the next evolutionary step in the uh, farming in this region that um, that my family's been involved in for three generations and so um yeah, and I, I've always liked wine, uh, certainly, um, once I was able to drink it. I mean, it's a hard thing because, you know, I have I have kids. Um, I, I, I hope that one of them maybe takes up the mantle, but it's so difficult for that to stay. I mean, all I can do is kind of show them the farming side of things. And, you know, they uh, whether or not they're going to show interest in terms of it, like they're going to have a palate for it is up in the air still but i mean i'd like to think that maybe one of them will will take it up and if they don't that's okay <laughs> now um you took uh you learned your craft at uh at uc davis at the winemaking extension um i, mm -hmm. I like uh i like this in your bio it says that uh you know as, as you've kind of honed your craft you learned about the uh not only the agricultural side but the artistic side of winemaking and so how does that come into play for you yeah i so much of it is, I mean, you can look at it things by numbers and 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 get really technical, but it, so much of it is just kind of by feel and and uh, and just trying to get a different uh, just uh, subtleties and nuances, but also just it, it's an overall stylistic choice. A lot of times, it's I'll, I'll, more than anything, it's me sitting down uh, with myself and then the rest of my winemaking team. Um, I've, I'm actually transitioning into becoming the director of winemaking and have a 
a young uh, gal named Sierra Zyder who's coming on, kind of taking the, the helm here shortly uh, as being sort of the main winemaker. And I also have a consultant that I work with and all that kind of stuff. And we will sit around and we say, okay, you know, we like the way this is going, but it, it'd be nice if it was more like this or a little bit less like that. And, 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 and then it's constantly thinking, okay, well, we know how we want it to taste in the end. So how do we get there? And just sort of reverse engineering that and, um, and then also being willing to accept certain things that are a little bit different, not unlike music where like you, I find that stuff that's overproduced in terms of like, it just feels like it was almost like designed by a committee. Um, it, it, it's kind of safe, but boring. Um, that sort of just general like bubblegum kind of pop thing that just over time it just okay it's fine but there's not really any art to it mm-hmm. you want something with some soul and it it's it's not as easy and direct of a translation but i i find it's okay if the wine is a little bit funky you know just a li- got a little bit um we try to make our wines as clean as possible but sometimes if you make them too clean they're not interesting mm-hmm. and that's something that we always kind of are looking for is what, what's a way to bring in a little bit of funk, but have it like be in balance and still be interesting and uh, fun to drink and not just like the same thing that you get at just your random grocery store and, and you know, for 1099 that that tastes the same with this vintage or 10 vintages from now. I mean, that's great that it's consistent, but on the other hand, it's also kind of, eh. I don't know. I, I don't get excited about that. <laughs> exactly. So looking over some of your, um, your wine offerings, it's a it's pretty wide offering of not only styles, but uh, a lot of different price points. Uh, pretty yeah. varying, you know, very accessible for people to get into. Uh, what what wines do you offer at Oak Farm? So, yeah. Um, so it's kind of a wide range. Uh, like you said, uh, we're where you're looking at three or uh, probably at any given time three or four different whites uh, are, are, are available if we're talking about maybe the tasting room or the website mm-hmm. um, and and that's um, and we're trying to hit kind of all, all a couple different styles there you know your clean racy uh, bright uh, wines and then like uh, your more kind of California style Chardonnay where it's a little bit heavier and um, got got some more body to it and then on the red side again trying to run the full spectrum of having stuff that's lighter you've got your pinot noir yeah barbera sangiovese you're a little bit on the lighter side and then you start to go heavier into some of the bordeaux varietals like cabernet sauvignon merlot um uh, just even petit verdot things like that and it just i guess and and the reason why i should i should be clear why we do all these different things is uh, we take that experimentation approach and we try not to be jack of all trades, master of none, mm-hmm. but we also want to keep things interesting. And I find that when, when I'm out, um, just consuming wine, um, myself or, or food or whatever the case may be, I don't want to reach for the same thing over and over and over again. And no, and Hats off to the people that that they're totally okay with that. That's great, especially we're happy when it's our wine. <laughs> but uh, from my standpoint, I want to be able to have different things and uh, uh, kind of different spices in the spice rack, so to speak. And and so so on, on the property, for example, as a result, we grow 14 different varietals uh, that are on our property, so that we're able to kind of find different 
uh, varietals that we think would grow well in this climate, but also just be interesting and keep people coming back for more. And um, I noticed also on your site, speaking of bringing people back for more with wines and whatnot, you guys do feature a lot of music in your courtyard. Can you tell us a little bit about that experience and what guests can um, uh, get with that? Absolutely. So every Thursday, um, pretty much uh, kind of an after hours thing, we, we normally close our, we're, we're open seven days a week from 11 to five. And, and then on every Thursday, for about three hours after the tasting room closes well it doesn't really close we, we keep it open extended hours to be able to have live music and it's a lot of times it's just like an acoustic duo but sometimes it's a bit more than that sometimes it's a full band and we do that every week uh, one because um, i'm a music fan i've been uh in, in a few bands myself i've played guitar since i was probably 12 or 13 and I have an affinity for it, but the other reason is it's a good kind of, uh, people usually have plans on a, on a Friday and a Saturday night, and we figured um, if Thursday is sort of like the, uh, the eve to Friday night, and they're just people are kind of getting one to warm up their weekend, so to speak, <laughs> this, is yeah. a, this is an opportunity. That's a great and, night for and that. Just, yeah, just kind of do something a little bit different. And so... Um, and, and it's a wide range of uh, music styles. I mean, it, it could be anything from uh, like most. I, I will say that by and large, most of it is some people are doing some of the, some of their own original stuff. But most of it is kind of like a, a, a just a different duos that would play at your average kind of um, anytime you're kind of out and about. But there is some uh, eclectic sort of. Um, things that I, somebody be coming out with, um, you know, some, uh, some instruments that like, that I'm not even familiar with they, <laughs> some random like drums that from, I don't know where, and then they've got like a flute going on and like a, and a fiddle. And you're like, wow, this is really bizarre. And, and I, and I, and I dig that when it works, you know, and the other <laughs> times you just kind of scratch your head and you're like, okay, well, that was interesting. Um, but for the, and it's not like an open mic or anything. We do curate it. Um, but, uh, we, we try to keep it fresh and interesting. Um, and then, and, and actually it's sort of like a, it's self-serving for us to be honest too, because we use it as a, um, kind of a, 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 a an audition ground for us to be able to know when to do one of our larger scale events we do, um, whether with wine club pickup parties or fundraisers or, or things like that. And we even do just like uh, you usually do uh, around one or two larger scale concerts uh, in, in the year as well. And we'll bring, um, you know, kind of a, a bigger crowd out for that. Mm-hmm. Nice. And so are these ones, these Thursday night music series, are they uh, complimentary to the guests do they, or are yeah. there any wine specials or do they want wine, buy wine by the glass or by the bottle? How yeah, does that work? So the only difference, yeah, good question. Thank you. Uh, I forgot to say that. Yes. So it is complimentary to the guests um, for, for these Thursday night ones. Uh, the only thing that uh, we, we don't do the flight anymore, regular tasting flight, then it's, so it's wine by the glass or by the bottle, um, and, but they're welcome to, to sit and enjoy the music. Um, and, and so when the, when the weather's nice, we keep it outside. We have a big, huge courtyard um, with, with nice places for people to sit. And then when, it's, when the weather's not as nice, we'll bring them inside. We've got a large tasting room. We also have like kind of an overflow um, uh, what we call our club room, uh, where we can put people in there as well. And so it, and it's, 
you know, it's rain or shine, in other words. So uh, that that's um, a way for we, our whole thing is we want to keep it as consistent as possible. Having said that, we're going to skip Halloween because we had, had had enough experience to know that people have a tendency to they're doing stuff with family and kids and stuff like that. We'll skip that day, for example. So. Now, the property itself uh, goes all the way back to the 1860s as, uh, as a yeah. farm and a ranch. Uh, give a little bit of background about the, the property that you're on. Sure. It's called Oak Farm um, and has been since the uh, 1800s, like you said. Um, and the reason being is, so the gentleman that came over here from, he actually came from Maryland. Um, he came over here during the gold rush time. His name was William DeVries. Uh, he homesteaded this property. And he called it Oak Farm uh, because of, the, of these big three, 400-year-old majestic oak trees that are on the property, and there's lots of them. Um, and it's changed hand a few t- hands a few times over the years. And so when uh, we, uh, my family, when we purchased the property, we just added the tag at the, at the end calling it Oak Farm Vineyards. Um, and the, so the reason um, we uh, felt that that was i mean we wanted to keep that name i guess uh because it's been called out for for so long so the history is there but also it's just it you, it, it feels it's it, it hard to explain but when, when you're here it, it it kind of feels like you've stepped in a little bit of a time warp um the house that's on the property is built in 1876 looks like it came out of gone with the wind that kind of thing and there's all these like i said these really old trees that you can tell the vineyard uh, and that could tell uh, these amazing stories if they could talk. And, and it, so it's just a kind of a fun um, and warm and inviting place to be. And uh, another thing you've got going for uh, people coming from out of town, you actually have a um, place they can stay. Uh, walking distance to the property? Yeah, walking distance to the property. Uh, there's a little uh, little Airbnb type uh, uh, place uh, across the street. And um, and so there's that, and then and, and if that's books, and then we certainly have lots of other uh, um, options and hotels and stuff. Lodi keeps kind of adding more and more as time has gone on, and and there's a there's a pretty good um, tourism boom that's going on here, and so there's getting to be more and more available uh, places uh, for lodging and uh, restaurants and things like that that keep kind of continuing to grow in the Lodi area. Now, one other thing, uh, another event you have coming up that uh, this looks incredible. <laughs> it's the I'm not sure if this is specific to wine club or not, but uh, you do the uh, the Taste of Bordeaux River Cruise. How do how can people yeah. get involved with that? Yeah, so um, this will be our third one now, but uh, we do this in partner with a uh, a cruise line called Ama Waterways, and so that is not it's open to anybody. Um, and you can find information on our website, um, which is oakfarmvineyards.com. But they, um, or you can go to Alma Waterways website as well. Um, I believe it's just almawaterways.com. Mm-hmm. So basically, what that is is it's uh, it, it, we uh, take some of our wine with us um, on, on on a trip. We ship it ahead of time, and we we do these uh, kind of a an all inclusive wine experience in Bordeaux, France. Um, the previous ones were in, in, in other wine regions in Europe, uh, but this one will be in Bordeaux. And so it'll be myself and, and uh, the rest of the winemaking team uh, will be on the, the ship as well. And we will kind of talk a little bit about the wines and how we made them uh, as we're sailing along the river. 
um, but then also do some wine pairing dinners and uh, we get to stop and go to different uh, wineries and chateaus in France and um, that's in July of next year uh, from July 2nd to the 9th um, uh, of 2020 and so yeah anybody who's interested in that um, highly recommended so and, and so it's not just our wine that they serve on the boat um, it's it's also wine from the Bordeaux region so they they'll match it to whatever wherever their cruises are they match the wine to whatever region that they're in and try to match the cuisine as much as well um, with some variation if people need that and all that kind of stuff and that's that's been a lot of fun um, most of the people that go on these trips uh, can't wait to go back and we try to do them um, about every other year and so uh, it is definitely something we promote to our wine club and anybody's uh, welcome uh, to come along and, and do that with us. Now as far as the wine club goes, uh, what's involved with that? I see there's a, a lot of different uh, a lot of yeah. different tiers and a lot of different fun stuff you can get by being involved with the wine club. So what uh, if people want to get involved in that way, uh, what can they look forward sure. to? Again, yeah, absolutely. And, and again, they would just go on our website for that. but the, the biggest thing uh, there, uh, I, I guess the, the main kind of thing is that there's, a, there's like a four bottle member club and a six bottle and a 12 bottle member. And what that basically means is it's it's a, it, these are quarterly shipments um, and um, or pickup if, if, if you live close by and you want to come pick up and, and each each one has uh, differing um, discounts related to them the, the, the higher number of bottles you get the, the higher discount and all that kind of stuff and you can also um, choose to uh, substitute whatever wines you want into any of these clubs and we make a, a, a pre-selection that most people go along with, but uh, there's there's a good percentage that also decide to customize whatever they're going to do for each quarter. And so those are kind of the main things. Like uh, uh, that that one of the other benefits along the way is we have these um, uh, different exclusive wines and different events that only they're um, invited to. And and we also have like a this, this patio area that's reserved just for them that has charcuterie board and has little specific um, perks and, 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 and attention that uh, wine club members get that uh, somebody else uh, doesn't. There's no fee or anything to sign up. It's just the cost of whatever the, the uh, quarterly, quarterly releases are. Now, people are listening and they want to try out Oak Farm Vineyards. Maybe they can't get to the winery. Is there somewhere, would you direct them to the wine club or retail restaurants? What's the best place to taste Oak Farm Vineyards? It, 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 all, it all depends on where they're wanting to, to listen to, to this from. We're, we're, we're distribu- our wines are distributed in about 20 states currently in about six different countries. But they can also go on our website and pick them up there. Or um, wine.com is another place that I, I know a lot of people will pick up our stuff and and things um, as well as I, you know, a variety of other things. If you go on Wine Searcher and you just search in Oak Farm Vineyards, there's going to be a wide variety of uh, options there as well. Excellent. So many different places to try at Oak Farm, but it, from from what we've heard, it sounds like the best option is just getting out to the winery, experiencing the property, uh, maybe checking yeah. out some of the live music stuff you have going on. Uh, it seems like the best way to experience uh, Oak Farm Vineyards. For sure, yeah, that is definitely the, the recommended experience. If you can, if you can make that happen, I would definitely. Uh, I think you you'll you'll be pleasantly surprised. The biggest thing I always just have to tell people too is 
we are a 21 and older facility in the sense that we really don't allow kids. I don't, even if they're a baby, toddler, whatever, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff, it is, it is totally 21 and older. We found over time that that's a, that's just, it gives everybody a much better experience. So I like to let everybody know that up front because uh, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of times they get a little disappointed if they drive all the way out here and, and I, and I feel really bad about that. And we try to do the best we can to kind of cushion that blow. Uh, but, uh, just kind of throwing that out there just so everybody is on the same page. Right now, what is Lodi like as a wine region? I mean, could, how many different wineries could you hit in a day in a weekend? Um, what, you know, can you plan a weekend of different um, hitting wineries around uh, the area? Yeah, I, there is a lot of options. Uh, I think we're in the somewhere in the neighborhood of um, we're getting close to about a hundred wineries, with eighty of them or so having tasting rooms, and you could certainly uh, make uh, you know a week of it um, if if you if you wanted to hit a whole bunch of them, but. Um, having said that, if you, if you come, uh, to our place and you need some help, we can help give you some options or even email us ahead of time. We can help you kind of curate, um, uh, kind of be your guide, so to speak. If you're like, I don't even know where to start. Um, cause it can be a little overwhelming. Um, and so the other nice thing I, I like to tell people about Lodi is that it's a, um, it's a pretty friendly community. We're all sort of that, we have that. That, that attitude that the rising tide raises all ships. And so we're, we're pretty good at re- referring people out to different uh, other wineries. And, and it's easy to navigate the Lodi region. We're, um, we're basically just set up like a grid, so to speak. And you've got two main arteries with the Interstate 5 and Highway 99 and that kind of juxtapose, mo- for the most part, both sides of it. And, um, and, and, and it, everything kind of lives, for the most part, in between um, and so it's pretty easy to navigate around and, uh, really just sort of a, um, a hidden gem for those that haven't found it yet. And, and so we, uh, love seeing people come out here and, and be kind of surprised at what, uh, what has to offer. Excellent. Well, you have one final duty here as a guest, uh, mm-hmm. as a guest of the show. And, uh, I sure. will, I will give Coco the honors of, uh, <laughs> asking. All right, let's see if I can get through this in one <laughs> sentence. Um, all right, so we always like to ask our guests what their favorite pairing of music, wine, and food is on a good day when you go home. Mm, oh, that's a good question. Um, so for me, I'm going to pick... Um, yeah, cool. All right, I'm going to pick... Uh, Sangiovese for the wine. Um, I just think it's a... It, it's, it's just really versatile, um, I, and I, I, I just love that it's, it's, it can be bright and kind of at the same time sort of rustic and got some interesting uh, depth to it as long as you, if you, if you kind of just chill with it and listen to it, so to speak, not, no pun intended. <laughs> um, and, with, and then music, uh, well, I'll roll back with uh, food first. And then food-wise, because it's Sanjo, Man, and I'm actually going to have it tonight, and I'm and I'm and I'm stoked for this. And maybe I'll have to add the music element to it. I'm having lasagna to my my, my wife's really uh. good at uh, making lasagna, and, and and she actually has celiac, so she's making a gluten free lasagna. But she does a really good job of 
making it in such a way that you can't even like I, I defy people to even know that it was gluten free. So that's <laughs> uh, so that's cool. So I'm gonna go Sanjo, lasagna, and the black keys. Um, and the reason why is just um, I think uh, just over and over again, it, you, you're gonna find just it. It's just the same sort of um, level of enthusiasm I have about the wine and the food is, is, is I have for their music because it's it just it's 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 totally like just the right groove, the right amount of uh, tempo to just kind of keep going along, maybe help that food digest that wine go down. And this like kind of makes you sort of, you know, just tap your leg and put and just, yeah, I don't know. That's that's my that was that's be what I would go with. Right Excellent. There. That, that is Very a nice. solid pairing right there. It, it is Oak Farm Vineyards. Take a trip out to Lodi. Check him out. He's a co-owner and winemaker out at Oak Farm. He's Dan Pinella. Find him at oakfarmvineyards.com. Uh, Dan, thank you so much for taking the time to join us. Absolutely. I really appreciate uh, you having me on. Thank you. Thank you.